Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11, we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Your hosts today are myself, Kenny Coogan, and the wonderful Annie Ellis. Oh, you're wonderful too, Kenny. Thank you. We have lots of people taking your calls and your donations. Yes. And Mr. Sean Canan is in the studio with us, working the boards. In the house. Thanks, John, for being here. We appreciate well, you. Well, thank you to being volunteers every week and coming in and talking about sustainable living on WMNF. It's a really great service to the community, and we really appreciate it. And I hope that our donors and listeners appreciate it by making donations to support this great show, to keep it going strong. We have a $1,500 goal this hour, and we can make that goal if people out there are supportive and mm-hmm. make contributions. So I'm asking people to go to your phones right now and call 813-239-9663 or donating at WMNF.org to support sustainable living, to support the great volunteer work that Kenny and Annie do every week. Please support this show by calling 813-239-9663. And, you know, one of the things you just said uh, that we volunteer every week to put this show on, well, we do a little bit more than that. Uh, We look for people... Uh, that we think might be interesting to our listeners and and to us because I know I learn something new every time we have somebody on here. And that takes a lot of time. I mean, it's not just you call up one person and there it is or send one email and there it is. Uh, it takes dedicated amount of time on our part to be able to locate, to uh, talk to these people. I go to a lot of those places just to inspect to see if it's some place and that, you know, if they really walk the walk and talk the talk and they do, uh, or, or they're not on our show. So if you guys appreciate all that work that we put out for you as on a volunteer basis, please uh, give us a call or go on to our new website and you can donate at uh, 88.5 or WMNF.org. Yeah, we just got a pledge. Oh, yay. From uh, Ramil. They pledged 88.50. Perfect. And they write, I love sustainable living, Midpoint, Tuesday Cafe, Surly Voices, The Skinny. I also love the weekend music programs. We are so fortunate to have WMNF in our community. It's a beacon of light in an increasingly dark world. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. I feel like that, exactly. (laughs) It's very nice of you to say thanks. You know, I have two people to thank you, three people to thank you donated at the end of Dr. Fred's show. So if you don't mind letting me do that. Yes, we appreciate it. Lynn Picou with... $50 $50 contribution from Landa Lake says, I appreciate all of your excellent advice, Dr. Fred. So thank you for that donation. Also, we have Anonymous from Bradenton with a $50 contribution to Dr. Fred's show. Thank you for that. And L. Chan Colado from Bradenton, $100 donation says, this is a great resource. We're lucky, lucky to have Dr. Fred on the air. So thank you for all the donations that came in during Dr. Fred's show. He'll be asking again because he didn't quite make his goal. Um, so help him to make his goal. But right now what we're doing is we're asking you to support sustainable living. If you feel that the information that you get about sustainability is important, if you think that that's worth having on the air in your community, give us a call right now, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. 
This uh, past Saturday, I went to the Burker Creek Wildflower Festival. Such a beautiful place. And uh, That was their first one, wasn't it? It was the first one since the pandemic. So oh, okay. How'd it go? They were off for about five years. It was great. I saw some people who uh, mentioned that they listened to WMNF. And, and some of those people were on the show, have been on the and show. And two yes. people were on the show, and yes. they're going to be future guests oh, of the good. show. Oh, good. You rebooked. Great. So, uh, I know who they are, too. Yeah, Liz uh, Childress, she's from uh, Whedon Island Preserve, and she was on in the past, you know, six months, and she was talking about how they discovered, like, a thousand-year-old canoe. Uh, Isn't that incredible? Yeah. As the water goes down, they're able to find these things and, why, and cherish it. See, that's the thing. If these people weren't there, people go, oh, well, big, big deal. There's a canoe there. So what? <laughs> but, you know, these people, uh, the people that we love and the people that you love are, are doing things about that, you know. So go ahead, Kenny. I'm sorry to And then you. I saw our friends at Living Roots. Oh, yeah, they're wonderful. They just moved into their new facility. Yes, they did. And then the person who I met for the first time in person was Danny Hall, and she's going to be a guest on our show in about two weeks. Oh. Talking about the Tampa Vegetarian Festival. Oh, very. Oh, right. That's right. I remember now that you mentioned it. That'll be the first time that we've had them on uh, for the uh, veg- the the vegetarian because that's usually on the uh, the the animal show. Yes, yeah, so. right. But sustainability is balanced with yes. people, profit, and planet. So and we, we can support. Oh, totally. <laughs> I think more support for them is, is yeah. better. The more, the better. Because, you know, we, have a, we, we grow a lot of vegetables. <laughs> and we have a lot sustainably. of Sustainably. Sustainably, that's correct. Organically grown. And we also have a lot of people that are vegetarians that listen to our show. You're, you're a vegetarian, aren't you, Kenny? Yes, I am. Very good. We have a hand raise. Oh, I, was just, I was just joining the veg crowd. <laughs> oh, good. Because <laughs> Sean's a vegetarian too. All right. I'm not a complete vegetarian, but I'm about as close as you can get. So All right. That. So uh, we have some. Now, you guys can donate, you know, just freely. But yeah, we have some. In, you want. <laughs> we, we have some incentives. Yes, we do. And these are very uh, focused on sustainably minded people. So yes. I, let's uh, just list a couple. And then we're going to play uh, some clips from our past shows. And, Our uh, favorite clips. This here, these are two uh, donations that I got. Yes, because I love I, these. Because too. I work for lots of different magazines. And if you donate right now $40 to WMNF, you get a one year subscription to Mother Earth News magazine. Such a great magazine. It's been going around forever. For about 52 years, 53 years. Wow. And this is a one-year <laughs> subscription. They'll send you a beautiful full-colored copy magazine every two months. In the very near future, there'll be several articles that I have written in there. <laughs> so we can wait for your yes, writings. Okay. But uh, Mother Earth News is all about sustainability. Yes. In the front of the magazine, there's a chapter section called the Green Gazette, which is oh. about kind of policy in the U.S., North oh, America. The green policies. Yeah. Oh, very good. And then That's the rest great. of it is DIY. How do you... Grow like plants and animals. Yeah, how do you do make a green? How do you I, live even, sustainably? I just saw one of a, it's an old article, and it was a movable um, greenhouse, which is what I'm going to make, and it was perfect. I I got every bit of information that I needed on it. It was just ideal. And I don't know if Sean knows how many pages WMNF.org has, but Mother Earth News has been around for 52 years. They literally have. 36,000 pages of articles. So once you get that subscription, you will have access to everything you'll need to be sustainable. Oh, so you can get the online version. Yeah, exactly. Oh, very good. That's wonderful. Thank you, Kenny, for for, for reaching out and getting that. For a 
a $50 donation to WMNF, you get a one-year subscription to Mother or Countryside Magazine. And for $40, you get a one-year subscription to Mother Earth News Magazine, which I was just talking about. Right. And you write on Countryside as well, don't you? Yes, I do. They're all part of the same magazine family. Oh, are they? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's great. Well, it looks like uh, Sean has something to read for us. Yeah, we just got a new gift, a new Circle of Friends member at the $5 a month level. So they are going to get the, this is anonymous, by the way, from Massachusetts, and they're going to get one of those eco tumblers, one of those oh, reusable those so drink bottles. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for getting that, and thank you for supporting sustainable living. You can support sustainable living as well with your donation by calling 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. I just did a little photo of uh, of the, that tumbler, and also with the Aztec soup mug and spoon and the blanket. You know, we have a blanket that's recycled uh, fleece, which is made out of uh, plastic containers that would have gotten thrown into the landfill. It's navy with a white logo. It has a blanket stitch on the edge. It's really pretty. And then we have the Aztec soup mug, which is ceramic, and it has a little spoon that fits in it. And it's what does it say? It says nothing tastes. Nothing is better than what is it? It's I haven't about, memorized it. It says something about soup. Well, you'll have to get it to read it, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> but it's like something is, is nothing better than soup, and, uh, but it, WMNF, something like that. And then we also have that, I had the Tumblr Eco Wheat Stock on there too. And that's made, it, it does have some plastics in it, but it, it has a lot of organic materials. And that's what, you know, my biggest pet peeve is people that buy plastic bottles of water. I can't stand it. And so if you buy these or any kind of container, really fill it up with your water. I filter my water and then put it in the refrigerator. And then every time you leave, you grab a bottle or two. You never have to buy anything that's not going to be sustainable. So I encourage you to get things like that because these things are something you will be able to use forever. There's also a cozy gift pack, the bowl, the blanket, and the artist edition free, which is what is the artist edition? The artist edition t-shirt is probably what you mean to say? Oh yes. Are all the, uh, if you didn't make that donation, which is a three hundred twenty t is probably the word you were yes, looking for. Yes, I see it now. Uh-huh. Uh, three hundred twenty-five dollar contribution for those three. Oh, very good. And that that T-shirt is gorgeous. And a local person, uh, he designed. In fact, he was on the Art in Your Ear show talking about it. And Steve it, Madden was yeah, uh, was a guest on Art in Your Ear. If you yeah. want to hear that interview, and he's so interesting too. And it's something we're using local. You know, think global, buy local. And so we hired him to make this, and it's really good looking. It has an R Crumb feel to it. You know, like Mr. Natural or Keep on Trucking. And he has this big radio part of his head. It's fun. And it has a it's long. Long sleeve T-shirt this time, which is nice, yeah. and also uh, it has a hood, and it has two chickens on it. Oh, look at that! Oh, you know why? Because <laughs> he's dodging them in Ebor City. That's what that is. That's so funny. you can give us a call at eight one three two three nine nine six six three to show your support, and uh, we would really appreciate it. So we can reach our goal, so we can keep on volunteering. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 813-239-9663 is the number to call. It looks like we have a couple of people on the line. Maybe those are people who are donating to Sustainable Living. If so, that would be great, and we'll thank them in just a minute. But we're still waiting to hear from you. Give us a call right now, 813-239-9663. You'll talk to our fantastic phone bank volunteers. If you prefer to do the uh, the silent approach, if you'd like to just go online and make your donation, that's fine too. Just
just as easy. And it's a secure website, WMNF.org. You can see the brand new website that everybody's talking about. It has an, it's newly redesigned and it's easier to use and, and prettier on the eyes. Give us a call or go to WMNF.org. I just learned how to use it. <laughs> and so it's really beautiful. We have our new logo. It says a big black background with our colorful rainbow logo. And you go up to the top and go put listen. And when you open up listen, it has a whole variety of ways. And then you can listen to our show. So then you look us up in the scheduling and then you can listen to all our old shows. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we play our uh uh, some clips from the past shows. I just want to briefly mention that you can donate freely, yes. but we also have some incentives that are very specific to the Sustainable Living Show. Our gifts back to you. And uh, these are kind of based on what we were successful on last time. Okay. So we redid them. So we were able to get Sunken Gardens to once again donate a pair of passes, day passes. We have four total. We have two pairs. And if you donate $60, you get two free tickets to Sunken Gardens. Isn't, didn't they also give us a membership? And if you donate $150 okay. to WMNF, you get a one-year annual family membership to Sunken Gardens where you can get two adults, two kids in for free, and you can go as many times as you want. And you can also go to the events that they have. Like that, like when we went, I went to the uh, book signing for John Gibbons, who we mm-hmm. had on our show. Um, he, uh, you can go to that if you were, if yeah. I had been a member, you can, which I wasn't at the time. You can go to the events for free, but also they're reciprocal to other botanical gardens. Oh. So then you, if you're traveling, you could probably use that pass oh, for really? oh, discount or free admission to many other places. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, we find that events or experiences sometimes are something that people want. I have a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't need more stuff, but I do like experiences. So we try to get you the experiences that we like. So if you give us a call at 813-239-9663, you can talk to our phone bank volunteers and ask them about the Sunken Garden Day Passes or the annual family membership. We also have uh, two... We have four, a total of four day passes to the Florida Aquarium, and you can get those for a $150 pledge. Oh, wait a minute. I want to also say, they, the, in the, I saw the little packet, and they have a, a pen in there that's shaped like, like a, a shark. shark. Yes. It's so fantastic. <laughs> I wanted to snatch it. It's worth $150 alone. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the first caller, we would throw it in. Yes. The first one that claims those two tickets, <laughs> the first two tickets, we would throw that in, and it is awesome. They really were going to charge for it, but... You know, a generous uh, out of our heart, we're going to give it to you if you call in. <laughs> and then the last one I want to mention right now is uh, the Bach Tower Day Passes. So great. Which is a beautiful, like 300-acre botanical oh garden God, in Lake so Wales. beautiful. We have uh, six passes total, three pairs, and you can get that for just $60 pledge I know, to $60. WMNF. It's beautiful. And they have, I mean, they have really done an incredible amount of stuff. They're even having music uh, uh, shows out there now. Uh, it's really a nice facility. If you've been there a long time ago, you won't believe how much better it is now. You should definitely pick up on that. Do we want to do a clip or how are we going here? That sounds good. Okay. We have our first clip, we hope, <laughs> in order, uh, is uh, somebody that we had at uh, 71023. And they, it was Dr. Becky Zarger and Professor Sean Landry. And they were, they are with the city of Tampa Urban Forest Canopy. And I wanted to mention that why we had them on there is, is a long time ago when they were start, all the, the people were starting to cut down all 
all the big trees, the uh, developers, we stepped up and, and, you know, didn't want this to happen. And they said, okay, well, in all fairness to everybody, we're going to do a review of what our canopy is uh, now, you know, every six years. And so this is a, a, a... an interview, actually our second interview with them because we had the first one and they didn't have the information finished yet. Um, but this is our second interview. And what happens is a lot of times when they say, oh, that's a great question, we'll write it down and then we'll make a note of it so we can make these clips for you because we think it's a great question too. Uh, and the the question on this was uh, started out is, the oh, I want to also say we are down to 30% canopy, which is the lowest that you can have for a healthy uh, city. So we really need to think about uh, tree planting, not reduction. And so this one is the reasons why reduction of tree canopy happens so quickly here. Before I say that, I'm going to play this. I'm going to give out the number. Okay. If you if you support programming like this, give us a call right now, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. So can you talk about some uh, more reasons for it changing so rapidly? What we'd like to do is we'd like to have the data that um, on tree permits accurate to the level of every parcel so that we could look at how each parcel in the city has changed. And if they, you know, if they had a tree removal permit, let's say they redeveloped 10 years ago, um, we want to see what that looks like now because it's possibly that the trees are being replanted in some of those cases. Some of them they are, others they're not. Mm-hmm. So if we find the ones where it's working, let's replicate that in the mm-hmm. future. But there's a number of reasons why trees are removed. I mean, yeah, you know. I think. Uh, let me tell kind of a story. Sure, about go ahead. My once my, upon a time, <laughs> my own street uh, in Seminole Heights. Uh, since I moved into that house more than 15 years ago, we've lost about seven very large. Uh, oak trees of different species on the street. Some were laurels, some were removed because of uh, street uh, improvement Mm. um, and damage to sidewalks. Uh, Two uh, came down in Hurricane Ian. Uh, One just recently fell, was a a laurel oak that was a massive tree, just fell on a neighbor's roof. And as a a neighbor who spends a lot of time walking on that street with my dog um, or my family, you know, personally, I really miss those those trees. I miss the shade. I miss everything and all the benefits that they provide. Um, but I think it it shows what a kind of complicated story it is as mm-hmm. far as why we're experiencing this kind of loss. Um, a few blocks over, um, there's also an area where you know several um, Grand Oaks were taken down to you know put in maybe two new homes on a on a single family, formerly single family lot. So I think when you combine all of those dynamics with the aging canopy uh, and some of the choices that were made 50 years ago about what species to plant because they were maybe quick growing, mm-hmm. uh, then that I think that explains a lot about where we are. But one of the things that I was hoping to kind of springboard a little bit uh, okay. off this question of thinking about kind of long-term change about our urban forest is that um, we heard from a lot of people that they see trees as a really a multi-generational project. Uh, Residents who wanted to share their stories with us had um, really specific things to share about trees in their own backyard, on their street, in their neighborhood, or maybe even in public parks, you know, in, in the city. And so I think the idea that what once was much less forested area has now become 
this mm-hmm. uh, tree canopy city suggests the opportunities that are presented for us for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, if we make decisions about where to place trees um, and place them in locations that uh, where they're very much wanted and, and maintained. Yeah, I, uh, the temperature around my house is dramatically different. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So on yeah. page 73 of this huge book, <laughs> of, this, of, this, of this huge analysis. You read the whole thing. He's fast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have pages 1 through 72 this morning. <laughs> it's, there's an urban heat uh, map. So can you tell us what is a herb, urban heat map and then what does it show us? Well, the urban heat map is a, um, uh, it uses satellite imagery to measure surface temperature of the land. And that's uh, a very tightly correlated with air temperature. And so one of the, this is done in cities across the, across the world, really, to look at where are the areas of a city that are hotter than other areas. And there's a, there's a real t- tight relationship between tree canopy um, and other vegetation and, and lower temperatures as opposed to concrete and pavement and higher temperatures. Uh, and so if you look at where, w- what we could do is we looked at, uh, mapped out the city. We then correlated that with the r- demographics of the residents living there. And one of the things we find is that lower income areas have higher heat and also less tree canopy. And then in areas with a larger percentage of Hispanic residents, there's also higher heat and lower canopy. So if you think about that from an issue of sort of equity, you know, how do we address some of these areas that are a lot hotter? Uh, kids walking to school and, you know, where it's really hot, there's, there's no shade around bus stops. There's, you know, it, it's, it's a, it can be a problem. And, you know, last week, clearly the yes. heat that we, we suffered through in the Tampa, you can see how this is a really important issue. But it's, it can be addressed. You know, the, the mayor's new 30 by 30 kind of campaign of planting 30,000 trees by 2030 they are going to be targeting some of these areas where based on urban heat. So you can kind of target planting of trees, let's say in the public right away along sidewalks or along bus uh-huh. bus stations, bus stops. And, um, you know, you can do it based on prioritize the areas that are hotter, you know. And so it's just it's just one way of thinking about uh, where do you plant? You, you know, let's address some of these issues. All right, so that was a clip from one of our past shows. and That was a great show. I the, love those Yeah, people. the other reason why we picked that show is because when we have uh, shows about recycling, trees, butterflies, we get so much audience participation. We really do. People want to know. And that is what we are hoping for today. So if you give us a call at 813-239-9663, you can show your financial support of this show and uh, you can also get some goodies. That's right. We have lots of gifts. If we had a, somebody did call in, Richard and Susie Shonder. Shonder. I'm pretty sure that's it. If it's not, I apologize. And they pledged $44. And they, they say um, that thank you. Thank you. on. Uh, we want to thank them on air. And they are a Circle of Friends member. Uh, and it says I'm four, 44 this important show. Remember, you have one body, one planet, and one number one radio station, <laughs> and they are a 43-year listener. All right. That's amazing. I love that. And then we got another donation from Bill Lee in St. Pete, 
And they claimed the Mother Earth subscription. Oh, very good. They said, this is a great show, and they are going to enjoy the Mother Earth News gift. So we are excited about that. And I just wanted to give a little promo about the Countryside Magazine uh, subscription. They've also been around for quite a bit, and that is very similar to Mother Earth News. It's research-based stories and actionable guidance on growing and preserving food, raising healthy animals, and DIY projects around the homestead. I'm going to have so to look at that magazine. That I, would, think, I think I've missed it. So that would be good. That's a, You have to be a subscriber. You can't find it at like a grocery store oh, or a okay. feed store. So that's, that's probably why, subscription yeah. And uh, so we think you would enjoy that. And, of course, we still have tickets to Sunken Gardens, Bach Tower, and the Florida Aquarium. And because these tickets were donated, because we had these people on our show, they're donating the tickets to WMNF. If you pledge, this is very similar to the amount you would be spending anyways. It is. We're not putting much on it. Yeah, Yeah. to get to these... uh, cultural institutions and that's what i really that's what we really focus on like uh early 2023 february march we had like tons of zoos and aquariums and uh conservation areas and wildlife preserves because if we don't support cultural institutions like wmnf they're going to go away. That's exactly right, Kenny. You know, that this is your radio station. <clears throat> These places are your places, and they are funded uh, by you. So By the community. By the community. Yeah, we used to be able to get big grants and all that sort of stuff a long time ago, but those days are long gone. And so we have to, you know, uh, come up with, uh, with our... Uh, Pay to play, basically. You know, we're we are we are here because of you, and without you, we can't continue. Um, but we'd like to because we like being on the show. <laughs> and I can tell you what, I've been listening to the Sustainable Living way before. I ever became, or Kenny and I ever became a host. Uh, So, and I learned so much uh, every time, you know, in in all these shows, really, I learned so much. I listened to uh, the doctor before us and I learned a lot of stuff. I've called in. So you can support us by giving us a call, 813-239-9663, or you could do it online at our brand new website, WMNF.org. And speaking of learning new things, we had Dr. Drew Kramer and Austin Smith from USF, and they talked about invasive species in Florida. And I know we always talk about those Burmese pythons, but in that show, we talked about invasive birds. Yeah, it was really an interesting show. And they talked, again, they said a lot of things I had no idea about. We had a lot of call-ins on that too, didn't we? So now we're going to listen to a clip where we asked them, can you talk to us about the most problematic species in Florida? So, Drew, can you tell us what are some of the most problematic invasive species in Florida? And we know the yeah. marine toad, the cane toad, is one of them. Yeah, the, the cane toad is one of them. And I think most of them will be familiar to a lot of the listeners, right? So there's the Burmese python, um, one that might not be quite as well known to urban listeners is that feral hogs are by far one of the most destructive and um costly species that we have here in Florida. There's also lionfish on the reefs Mm -hmm. and giant African land snails, one that's been in the news recently where that's in a little bit different situation, right? Because we still maybe have a chance to to control and perhaps eradicate that one. The list in Florida is long. 
So you just said that that we have a chance to control and eradicate that snail. Uh, I know that they did have an area, I think it was in Newport Ritchie area, that they had cordoned off uh, and they were really serious, you know, about working on that. So I know that a lot of people say, what can I do about that? They don't feel that that it is manageable, any of this stuff. They don't think any of it is manageable, that it's too late, uh, you know, horses out of the barn, you know, kind of a thing. But you're just saying to me or to everybody else that we can do something if we do it correctly quickly. That's right. right. That's right. The, the, the stage at which we can have some positive effect is that preventative stage. So it's um, early surveillance and then quick action in response to those detections. So I was mentioning citizen science, and I think Kenny's example of the, you know, the woman recognizing the cane toad, right? Maybe we can't do anything about cane toads now, but people seeing some snail or some bird or s- something that they haven't seen before, that's worth sharing and and making people aware of and the worst thing that can happen is they learn something cool about you know the wildlife around them and the best thing that could happen is we catch one of these invasions early on all right so that was uh drew kramer and austin smith talking about invasive species since the last fundraiser we've had uh very wide range of sustainable guests. We had Tanya Vidovic and her husband, Jared, talking about building and living off-grid. And, you know, Jungle Jim, or Jay, even called in. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> we got him. Yes, we got him to participate. We had, uh, like, earlier our clip, we had the City of Tampa Trees, Rebecca Zarger and Sean Landry. We've had uh, people talk about uh, different festivals, that's that's our big different thing. farms. Different farms. Yeah, we've had a lot of people on here for farmers that were, you know, how they did it, and you know, so we can learn how they did it. Maybe we can do it too. And another popular show was Lot Twenty Nine Store, where they talked about refurnishing and recycling. That things was a great show. That you find show. from you know like garbage. <laughs> and you know what was upcycling. So, what was so neat about that is that it, we got that uh, that interesting person on because a, a listener suggested it. Yeah, they wrote in a, an email to us and said, hey, I think this girl would be, this woman would be a great guest. And she really was. She was fantastic. So you can give us a call at 813-239-9663 to show your support of shows like that, where we are balancing people, profit, and planet. These are some of the topics that have been on the in Sustainable Living over the last few months, and if you support that kind of programming, if you're glad that there's a show like Sustainable Living on the air in the Tampa Bay Airwaves, give us a call right now and show your financial support, 813-239-9663. You can donate on our website, wmnf.org. Some people come down and host shows and volunteer and host shows or work behind the scenes and volunteer like our great phone bank volunteers. Some people donate food to feed our volunteers. And I want to thank WMF listeners and supporters, the Brothers Potts and Herb Hobby Shop located at 700 St. Petersburg Drive in Oldsmar who made a donation from Jameson B. Dojo. Andrew delivered croissants, bagels, apple cake, and sweet treats for us for breakfast, and we're thankful and grateful for you. Thanks so much for that donation. So if you can donate food, talk to Miss Julie about that, but if you can't do any of those things, donate your time or your your uh, your food, what you can do is donate, make a financial contribution to WMNF by calling 813-239-9663 or donating on the web at WMNF.org. Paul and Gail Carroll have 
phoned in a $50 contribution. They say, keep up the great news and public interest affairs work. We love listening to HD3 to hear Tom Hartman. And you can hear that live starting at noon on our HD3 channel, The Source. So thank you for that donation, Paul and Gail, all the way from North Carolina. We miss you guys. Thanks so much for keeping WMNF on your radios. So I wanted to mention um, a couple of the regular fun drive. Thank you gifts. Uh, just everybody can offer this as far as each show. But I really think that this is a great thing. They have the event passport for 12 months, 10 tickets and RSVP required. And that's $1,000. And you can also do that with a circle of friends, right? Yes, you can. If you donate $83.33 a month on the Circle of Friends, you can get those 10 tickets, mm -hmm. which we call an event passport. You can go to any WMNF show. You'll have a 10 tickets to use this year. And you can, for example, you could go to Heatwave and, and so on. So $83.33 a month on the Circle of Friends or a one-time $1,000 donation will get you that event passport. And what I like about that is that that's that monthly situation where, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt as much when you do things on a monthly basis. And it also supports us in the gift that keeps on giving. So I really love that. And there's also a people's, paver, uh, people's patio paver, say that 10 times fast. And it's the same, same situation. It's a $1,000 one time you get your name put on a paver and it's installed at our patio. And so you live on forever. Or you can even do that for someone else, uh, you know, or uh, something that you think about that you want people to pass on a saying or something like that. And that's, again, it's $1,000 one time or you can do the circle uh, of friends and that's uh, 83.33 uh, a month and it keeps on giving. And you can... Do the donation through by calling 813-239-9663, or you could do it online at WMNF.org, which is our brand new secure website. Now, if you call our uh, phone bank volunteers, ask them about, we have two Little Red Wagon Native Nursery gift certificates. Each of them are valued at $50, and you can get those with a $100 WMNF pledge. We also have a gift certificate to Meacham Urban Farms. We also have books. We also have day passes to Sunken Gardens, Florida Aquarium, and Bach Tower. We have several books from past uh, authors that we've had on the show. And a reminder, the holidays are among us. You could give these gifts for Halloween. You can give them for Christmas, New Year's. So if you don't want to keep the gift, you can... Pass it on. You can pass it on. Right, you know... Uh Again, the gift that keeps on giving. I uh, even donated a practical rock and garden uh, book uh, from my personal library. Um, and it's a beautiful book. I've used it for a long time for over the years. So if you want to get that, that's also, uh, it's a, what is it? It's a $40 pledge amount. And there's only one. And all these books, uh, we have some, they're just one. We have some that are a few. So I think we have somebody that called in. Is that what happened? Yes, we had uh, Deborah Bird. She just donated thirty-two fifty to the Sustainable Living Show. And I think we're just a little bit over $200. We've, and ra we've raised $315 Whoa, so far. Oh, very good. Yay, thank you, people. So we, so we need less than $1,200 to go this hour. So maybe a $1,200 hero calling in right now, donating $100 a month. That would certainly help us to get over the goal. Or if you want to donate $5 a month, $10 a month, or maybe make a one-time donation of $200 or $100, whatever it is, you will help Sustainable Living. We need to reach that $1,500 goal this hour. We have about $1,200 left, 
1-800-663-6663 or all right. So one of the another clip that we're going to play now is with uh, Dr. Gavin Naylor. He's, this was one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I got to say, he's from UF, and he he's a scientist for sharks, rays, and sawfish, and that whole family. And I saw a press release. We reached out to him. And he had some exciting news to share. And, you know, what was so funny is I was like, why are we having the sharks, rays, and sawfish show on here? And then I started to understand when he started talking because it's, you know, the sawfish went almost extinct. And we have brought them back with conscious efforts. And that's the thing. It's a sustainable issue. And so for us to know about these things so we can actually do something about it, uh, we bring these people on to let us know what we can do and how to go about it. So it was a wonderful show. All right. So let's hear from uh, Dr. Gavin Naylor. Briefly, can you tell us, are the five species of sawfish, did they all come from a common ancestor or did they evolve in different places in different times from other rays? That's an excellent question. It turns out that the living five species of sawfish all come from a common ancestor. And uh, they are most closely related to guitar fishes. So it's a sort of a branch of guitar fishes. And guitar fishes are these sort of rhomboid-shaped organisms that are also endangered. And if you just take the snout from a guitar fish and stretch it out, you could sort of imagine making it into a sawfish. So... All the five living forms do have a common ancestor that's related to guitarfish. Wow. But that said, there are fossil forms which we think have evolved these rostral structures completely independently. So it's an excellent question. But the, the five that are living today <laughs> all have a common ancestor. That, that guitar fish looks like a ray and a shark that yeah. they stuck together. That's it, it does. Super it does. Interesting it looks, but, uh, so, so one thing that is super useful for people is, you know, when you have a, a ray that looks like a shark and there's some sharks that look like rays, like angel mm-hmm. sharks, and the general public say, well, how do you know when it's a ray and when's it a shark? Mm-hmm. Well, very easily... The rays have got all of their gills, all the gill slits, on the bottom, on the ventral side. Oh, okay. And the sharks have got all the gills on the side. So if it's got gills on the side, it's a shark. If it's got gills on the bottom, it's a ray. Very good. All right, Gavin, you got one more email at least. Uh, Demi asks, why are sawfish populations declining so much? Or why have they historically declined so much? That's an excellent question. It's largely because sawfish live in areas where people fish. Um, Some very rare sharks that live at 5,000 meters are pretty safe because people don't go, well, at least not yet, uh, don't go fishing at 5,000 meters to harvest what's down there. But sawfish live on continental margins in reasonably shallow water down to about 150 feet. And there's all sorts of industries that fish these areas, shrimping in particular. Shrimp boats will drag their nets over the surface in these kinds of shallow waters, and they will get up in targeting uh, all sorts of different fishes um, and sometimes even invertebrates. And this is the habitat that the sawfish live in. And so sawfish will get completely cleaned out uh, by... uh, by, by trolling. So, Gavin, this is the Sustainable Living Show, and every week we have a sustainable expert on, and 
historically for the past 10 years, we've kind of focused on permaculture and gardening and alternative energy. But then every once in a while, we have like a Florida species yeah. plants or animals. So why should listeners who enjoy sustainable living, gardening, conserving uh, heirloom tomatoes, like why should they even care about the well-being of sharks and rays and sawfish? Like I know we're on the peninsula and we're in Florida and we're next to the ocean, but like are these two worlds connected in any... Can you make a connection for us? Oh, absolutely. So uh, it's an excellent question. And a lot of people think, well, you know, it's not in my backyard, so I don't really care about it. But the world's oxygen, the primary productivity of oxygen comes primarily from the sea, from algal blooms, and also from, you know, the the, uh, Amazon basin. But most of it comes from the oceans. So the oceans are this, I mean, two thirds of the sphere that we live on is ocean. And the oceans, we really need to manage them carefully because they absorb energy from the sunlight. And when it gets too hot, then we get all these storms, um, which mixes all kinds of air masses. They also, we, we need to make sure that the biota, the living forms that are there, are in balance, that we have enough oxygen that's been generated by the algae, but not too much oxygen. And so it's super important if you're growing your heirloom tomatoes <laughs> that you're in an environment that's predictable and stable. Mm-hmm. And that means that things that are not in your backyard are also important. Yeah. So we need to make sure that people treat the oceans with respect And it's totally fine to fish in the oceans, but we need to do it in a sustainable uh, harvesting way. All right. So if you want to donate to the Sustainable Living Show here at WMNF, you can give us a call at 813-239-9663, or you could do it on our brand new safe website, WMNF.org. Now, one of our goals for the Sustainable Living Show is to engage our listeners and we know you guys are engaged because you call and you participate. Yeah, that was a popular show. We had a lot of calls on that show. Another aspect is we want to inspire you. And I love how he made that connection between your heirloom tomatoes and the sharks. Wasn't that great? And I know. then some Yes. <laughs> That's right. And then the, the beautiful British accent. Last thing that we want to do is we want to empower you by giving you the skill set or the knowledge so you can start acting upon this uh, wonderful Tampa Bay region sustainably. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one thing that we, we learn things. Yeah. One way that we do that is we empower you by telling you all of the sustainable events and mm-hmm. plant sales uh, that are happening around locally. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Sean sent us a UF uh, extension office long list about all these waterwise workshops that they're doing in Pinellas from now until the new year. Uh, free of charge, and you can do like what, rain barrels and. Well, they're not all free of charge, but there is a very a minimum fee, and there's uh, there are in Hillsborough County and they're in the Pinellas County, and they're rainwater harvesting workshops. You get a barrel and uh, lots of different water things with that. Uh, the, the also the the uh, micro irrigation workshop, the water wise workshop, and that's something that you'd want to learn if you're ever going to, uh, you know, put your garden in for the water wise award, which we just had them on last week, didn't we? Yeah. And then uh, we have a composting workshop in person, a living shoreline course, harvesting 
Oh, no, we don't want to do that one. And this one, <laughs> this one, uh, I really loved. It might not be for everybody, but it's the Greenbelt Classification and Farm Resource Seminar, and it's in person. And it's October the 30th, and it's Hillsborough County Extension Service, and you would need to contact them. <clears throat> but these are the things that we do to tell you about what's going on, because you might not be as hooked up as we are, you know, and so you just don't know. And there's not just like a little list that's been given to everybody yeah. all the time. So you can give us a call at 813-239-9663 to show your support. We do need your support. Our goal is $1,500 and we still need a little over $1,000 to reach our goal. Now that we also have the the uh, show coming up this weekend. Yep. So this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, USF Botanical Gardens is having their uh, annual fall plant sale. It is from 10 to 3, but if you're a member, you get to go in at 930 and remember, another cultural institution, they are not supported or funded by USF. They're like their own entity. They're their, non, they're their own nonprofit entity. So the way that they make money is by hosting plant sales. And it's the best one you've ever been to. And we've really. mentioned that our most popular shows are about gardening and butterflies and hummingbirds and how yeah. to attract those really cool pollinators. So if you want to attract those pollinators, that's the plant sale that you want to go to. And also, I just, I'll reiterate the Little Red Wagon Native Nursery. We had Anita Comancha on here and she uh, is the president of the North American Butterfly Association. She's really involved and she, you can go uh, to her store and buy uh, different uh, butterfly things. She also has seminars. She has different uh, camps for children. There's a lot of teaching going on at her place and they have uh, we have two uh, ticket, two gift cards uh, for a pledge amount of $100. I guess they're $100 a piece, right? And You, you so, pledge $100 and you get a $50 gift card thank to you, thank Little you Red Wagon for Native Mesa, Nursery. For interpreting my language. <laughs> we just got a donation in from David Bryant. $25 contribution says, I got to support my friends Annie and Kenny. They Aww. always do a great show. Before I started listening to WMNF, I was into unhealthy steps and unsustainable <laughs> living, but I've changed my tune. If WMNF has changed your life, then donate now. Damn it, do it is what <laughs> is what uh, David says with a little bit of uh, interpretation. David Bryan. He's the one who told us about the Lot Twenty Nine store. See, there it is. <laughs> He's really involved. He's engaged. He is engaged, and we appreciate. And it. we do because you know we learn things from you, so then we can give it to more people. It's that pass through, you know, pass it down kind of a, a thought process we have here. So every week on the Sustainable Living Show, we we like to support and highlight sustainable people in Florida. But now we're going to play a clip from an international famous person. Oh, he's so great. John Gettin. He was on uh, 82123. He's an architect, designer, and TV star and author. Uh, what was that? He did a lot of those remaking shows on HGTV. Yeah. He is fascinating. So let's listen to that clip now. And then uh, we got another text message from David in Crystal Beach. He says, I spread uh, leaves in my Pinellas uh, yard from people who have like bagged them and left them up for trash pickup. Yep. Is that an okay strategy if I'm lazy and cheap? And I will answer that. Yes, because I do it too all the time. One of the things I do want to throw in there about that, though, is make sure that you're not getting it from a yard that looks pristine because they probably are spraying. And so then you're taking up those leaves from a sprayed yard, bringing the chemicals with you. So that's a, just a point. All right. So, John, if we are going native and we have a blank canvas, how do listeners 
start the transition? That's a great question. Okay, so I have a really good answer for this. Uh, designing landscapes with yards is like uh, drawing with a pencil and a ruler and like figuring out planting beds. Yes. Designing for a native yard is like painting with the paintbrush and you're designing in four dimensions, lots of volume. So the area plus height and time. So you have to think of the leaf color as it changes over seasons. Florida, of course, is unique in its single season life, but you still have a kind of season and it's fun to design with those temporal changes in mind so that you're really working with knowing the landscape and knowing what it'll do rather than keeping it the same at all times. Yeah, like a year-round plan uh, and then putting perennials uh, and so on in areas that you want it to come back every year. I mean, there's lots of different textures like yes. that. Yeah. And, and this is the beauty. When you go to Florida Native Plant Society's website, you can see people who've won this award they give out for beautifully designed native yards. And what struck me is that every single design is unique in its own way because each homeowner has their own priorities. For some, it's about creating shade. For others, it's about uh, inviting pollinators, a certain specific butterfly. Uh, For some, it's about birds. For some, it's about, you know, there's all sorts of motivations that people can put into their landscape once it's no longer stuck to this, you know, this... Uh, the, the thing that we've been handed over time, it's, it's called doctrine. And anytime we're given doctrine, we have to have our minds open to questioning it. Yes. It's not that we have to reject it. It's that it's been handed down. You know, we, we hear these terms. Um, it's set in stone. It's our guiding philosophy. This is our little alarm bell that this is just something that a rule that's been handed down and we're no longer necessarily following it anymore. Yes. You know, the, uh, when you're talking, when you're talking about that, it just made me think about that people get used to that's their normal. They get used to seeing yeah. something that that's their normal. It makes them comfortable because it's their normal. It doesn't necessarily mean it is the only way or the right way or the better way or any of that. It's just it's that's what they're used to. And it just takes a minute to change that rug of your mind into another another rut, basically, uh, to yeah. open it up. So it doesn't all look the same. A lot of people are very comfortable with looking the same as everybody else. Yeah. <clears throat> so you have to, like, you know, look a different way. We have another call. But, My goodness. But wait, uh, before I move on to this, yes. just to put a slightly more specific answer to that question. Yes. I always focus on the path from the sidewalk to the front door when I'm designing. Um, I try to make that interesting and beautiful, imply something about safety and warmth and curb appeal. Mm -hmm. Um, The things that you see and touch on the way from the sidewalk to the front door are prime money expenditure zones. Mm -hmm. And the rest can sort of lose focus and become a little bit more wild as you move away from that path to the front door. That's a great idea. That's a great suggestion. And this, you know, because I always think that, you know, you're, that's their, the first moment of a greeting from a person from this coming to your house is your door. So like the pathway to the door is like the whole introduction to uh, come on into my house. It's fantastic. Great, great. Uh, point. All right. So that was uh, John Gidding of a recent show. I we love have, him. We have about five minutes left of the Sustainable Living Show, which comes to you from the live studios of WMNF in Tampa every week. And uh, what we like to do is highlight plants, animals, nature, alternative energy. And if you think that's important, please give us a call at 813-239-9663 to show your support. 
And uh, remember, you guys have some gifts to choose from. We have Native, uh, Little Red Wagon Native Nursery gift certificates. We have Meacham Urban Farm gift certificate. Where you yeah, can, they've got food over there. Where you get actual produce. Yeah. We have books. We have day passes and family memberships to Sunken Gardens. And then we have uh, day passes to Florida Aquarium and Back Tower. But remember, you can just give without accepting a gift, and it all goes to WMNF. You can do that by calling 813-239-9663 because we do need to reach our goal. Yes, and we haven't yet. So We're about $1,200 away. That means we can make it with your support. Give us a call right now, 813-239-9663. I have a couple more food donors to thank. Thanks to uh, Joshua Rumschlag and Mother Kombucha. They delivered living tea and aquabucha oh, to share with us here at Community Radio. <laughs> Thanks for being a returning in-kind donor. And I also want to thank Crystal Bay Cafe located at 800 Twig Street in the Hillsborough County Courthouse in downtown Tampa. They sent Cuban sandwiches, including vegan, ve- vegetarian Cuban sandwiches, wow. chips and cookies, plus something for the vegetarian volunteers. <gasps> so thanks to Super WMF members, Debbie and Chuck Hitella and the crew. Thanks to Chuck who delivered the, pow- the meal to us. So thanks for the donors who have donated food. But now we'd like to thank you for your financial contribution. 813-239-9663. All of our phone bank volunteers are standing by to take your calls. On standby. I wanted to also mention that we, they, uh, the people here, our uh, promotion department, made us some beautiful buttons and it's just, it says sustainable living it's on a white button with a, a little earth with a leaf on the side and it is it has our name Kenny Coogan and uh, Annie Ellis on the bottom and you can you can get this for a $35 donation and if you do if you are a guest in our show we're going to give you one so make sure that you know I'm going to have my button on to advertise uh, that I am a member of WMNF uh, radio show and that it means a lot to me so if it means a lot to you please give us a call and uh, uh, donate and the number is 813-239-9663. In the last 100 seconds we have on this show, we still rate, need to raise about $1,200, I think I said. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. We need to hear from you now. Is there support for sustainable living? Do you get valuable information on this show? Call now and show your support. We still have the Florida Aquarium Day Passes. I think we have some Sunken Garden Annual Family Memberships and the Sunken Garden Passes. Uh, the holidays are right around the corner, so you can These would be good them. gifts. People would love that as a gift. We also have a Blue House Florals, who was on our show. We have a dried flower wreaths. Uh, we have books galore, Florida Rivers, Mason Go Mushrooming. Um, Go ahead. Yep, very good. So we uh, thank you for listening to the Sustainable Living Show every Monday from 11 to 12. Stay tuned. In the next hour, you will hear WMNF Community Speaks with Mabili. Make sure to tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show. We're gonna. Do you have his name? Yes, I do. Okay, go ahead. Albert Reisenberg. And he's going to be talking about worm uh, casting and uh, farming worms for compost. He's from Gulfport. He's kind of famous over there, y'all. Perfect. And you can follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living, WMNF, to stay in the loop, which includes all of our events. And to listen to our past shows, you can go to Listen On Demand on WMNF.org. I'm Kenny Coogan. And I'm Annie, oops, and I'm Annie Ellis. If you, remember, if you're looking for someone to save the world, look in the mirror. And this is WMNF Tampa. You can still support it at 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org.